You're listening to To Dine for the Podcast, the Shot Put Media production, presented by MasterCard. Start something priceless. What's better in life than a bottle of wine, great food, and an amazing conversation? My name is Kate Sullivan, and I am the host of To Dine For. I'm a journalist, a foodie, a traveler with an appetite for the stories of people who are hungry for more. Dreamers, visionaries, artists, those who hustle hard in the direction they love. I travel with them to their favorite restaurant to hear how they did it. This show is a toast to them and their American dream. To Dine For the Podcast is brought to you by Terlato Wine Group and American National Insurance. I live in Chicago, and right about now, the leaves are falling and so are the temperatures. This makes me want to grab a glass of red, find a fire pit, and a cozy sweater. If you are looking for a wine recommendation, may I suggest the 2018 Hannah Cabernet from Sonoma County. If you prefer white wine, the 2021 Hannah Chardonnay is a great option. This female-led winery offers absolutely delicious options for your fall table. Great pairing with more savory dishes, or to share a bottle with friends. Hannah Winery brings the rich and unique terroir of Sonoma County right to your home in every glass. Cheers, everyone. To Dine For the podcast is brought to you by American National, offering a broad suite of insurance solutions to protect what matters most to you. For 115 years, American National has remained committed to helping people and communities make a real difference in their lives. American National supports great local community organizations led by the kind of people you hear about on To Dine For, people who are inspired to make a difference and inspire others in return. American National's philosophy is helping where it's needed helps us all. For a description of the American National companies, the products they write, and the states in which they're licensed, visit AmericanNational.com dine. Welcome to To Dine for the Podcast, where we meet the world's most creative and innovative minds at their favorite restaurant. On today's episode is Gary Vaynerchuk. I believe very deeply that it is not how much money you make, it's how you make it. That is Gary Vaynerchuk, otherwise known as Gary V. With a laser-focused work ethic and no previous professional connections, Gary Vaynerchuk has risen from a liquor store clerk to one of the most successful entrepreneurs of our time and one of the most sought-after speakers in business right now. An immigrant from the former Soviet Union, Gary and his family moved to this country with no material possessions and have an incredible tale to tell of resilience, grit, and just never giving up. Currently the CEO of VaynerX and founder of Resi and Empathy Wines, Gary started at his family's wine shop. He grew the business from $3 million to $60 million and began his love affair with business and entrepreneurship. Over the delicious bar food of Gary's favorite haunt, the White Horse Tavern in New York City, Gary shares his hard-earned lessons of success and why he is so passionate about showing others what he's learned. Please enjoy my interview with Gary Vaynerchuk. Today I'm in Greenwich Village, on my way into the iconic White Horse Tavern. I'm meeting one of the most successful and dynamic businessmen of our time. He chose the White Horse Tavern as his favorite spot in New York City, and I can't wait to find out why. 
Gary, how are you? Oh, can I give you a hug? I'm in, I'm in. Oh. How are you? Thanks for doing this. I'm happy to do it. Walking into the White Horse Tavern is like taking a step back into history, with the spirit of old New York greeting you at the door. The design, the bar, this is the same bar that's existed since 1880, and these are important things. The original tin ceiling, the wood of the bar, and the legends that linger in the air all contribute to the tavern status as a registered historical landmark. What was it about this place that you said, I want to take this place over? My fear was somebody would take this and turn into some bastardized version of what this should be and what it has been since 1880. So uh, I jumped in, I, I paid too much. I'm the proud new owner and uh, I'm, I'm in love with the place. In its 140 year history, many others have loved this tavern too. Starting with longshoremen from the nearby piers who saddled up to sip in the spirit of New York before heading back to sea. Then in the early 1950s, it lured a list of literary giants and artistic legends like Norman Mailer, James Baldwin, Bob Dylan, and Jim Morrison. In fact, legend has it that regular Jack Kerouac was often kicked out for bad behavior. And the most renowned guest, the poet Dylan Thomas, died shortly after a hard night of drinking. His photo still remains to mark his usual seat. Oh, have you ever been in this room? Yes, of course. <laughs> I've been in all of them. Its famed back room brought in beatniks, seekers, writers, and philosophers who gathered to discuss, debate, and of course, intoxicate, bonding over a brotherhood of booze, bar talk, and the occasional brawl. I'm in love with what it represents. It's truly it's a portal to old New York. I'm very sentimental about that. For Sugarman, the quest to keep this tavern's long-standing tradition alive means being open to reinvention. When I think of White House Tavern, I think of a great place and a place with character to go and drink. But yeah. it really, I think one of the things that you are trying to kind of put your stamp on is also making it a culinary destination. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I think what it has been, at least for the last 50, 60 years, is a, like a hard drinker's bar. And it's certainly a place that is, is cocktail forward. And we, but, you know, I think we've stepped it up a little bit. Uh, we have a great wine program, we have a great cocktail program, we have a diverse beer program. In addition, the menu, I think, has something for most people. Hello. Welcome to the Wider Stauber. My you. name is Andrea. I'll be your server today. Thank you. Today, we feast on upscale tavern fare, starting with shrimp cocktail, along with the amazing tuna tartare made with yellowfin tuna and topped with a piece of fresh uni, followed by two entrees, the select-cut aged burger, served with charred onion mayo, crinkle-cut fries, and the house steak cooked to perfection and served with a generous helping of Brunei's sauce, as well as a glass of vino. Thank you. To good health. Cheers. Thank you for being here and being on to dine for. Thanks for having me. Oh, wow. That's great. That is really good. There really couldn't be a more perfect place to sit down with Gary Vaynerchuk, a sky's the limit thinker who remains deeply rooted in old school values and traditions of the past. An entrepreneur who is constantly reinventing on the cutting edge, leveraging the latest technology to take his businesses forward, from launching one of the very first online wine catalogs to then building his own media empire. He is an author, an early investor, prominent speaker, and passionate mentor to millions of social media followers, focused on helping others find their own success. A giant in American entrepreneurship, and he's just getting started.
I actually had uh, my very first drink in New York at this place. Is that right? Yes. Can you believe it? You know, I can, which is probably the ultimate reason why I picked it. I mean, I think this is truly one of the most historic spots in New York. Yeah, because there's nothing like it. The history, the age of it. Um, it's kind of going through a renaissance now because it was you know, a place where you really just had a pint and that was it. Very much. And now they're, they're really trying to make it more of a food destination. Which I think is really neat, right? Like, you know, so much of what I think about is reinvention. I'm very fascinated by that. That probably is what, what draws me here as well, which is after all this time, you can still decide, we're gonna up the food program. You can reinvent you can at reinvent. any point. Gary's own story begins with the ultimate reinvention immigrating from Belarus with his family in 1978 at the age of three years old and landing in Queens, New York, later Edison, New Jersey, where he grew up watching his father work tirelessly building a liquor store business. It is here where young Gary first begins to understand his own hustle, opening lemonade stands, washing neighbors' cars, selling baseball cards, at the age of 14, he went to work with his dad at the family liquor store, where his sales skills soared, and so did profits. At 14, you start working at the liquor store. Yes. What in those early years, before you did Wine Library, Yes. but in those early years, you're obviously picking up on the hard work ethic of your dad. Yes. But what else are you learning in that moment? I learn that watching people walk through a retail store has ended up being one of my greatest advantages. What do you mean? I've been able to observe things and see things a little bit earlier than others, Mm -hmm. act on them, and create success. Mm -hmm. I believe that a lot of that comes from the liquor store. Mm -hmm. I would sit and watch people walk through the liquor store. D-Rock would walk in, he would walk, he would shoot straight for the, the beer box, open up, get his cores, come. And then at the register, he would pick up the peanuts. Why? Why did he pick up those peanuts? I would watch and watch and watch and watch. You were watching consumer behavior before you even knew what you were doing. Yes. And I was doing that even before the liquor store. I was doing that with the signs on the trees for lemonade. I definitely did it at baseball card shows. I realized, oh, my table location matters. Oh, if I put up a big statue of of Jose Canseco, they may stop at my table. What was it about you that noticed all that? No one told you to do that. That was something innate. It was innate. You know, I was a pretty terrible student. (laughs) Uh, But the one class I over-indexed it in was history. And I never really understood at the time, but now I do. I think it's very clear to me that I work off of history, off of pattern recognition over certain things change, but humans, activities stay pretty similar. In the mid-90s, when the tech revolution began to take hold, Gary took notice. In 1996, at the onset of YouTube, he launched The Wine Library. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Wine Library TV. A catalog of wine videos that dramatically accelerated sales at the family liquor store. You were making these uh, wine videos introducing people to different types of wine and really having your own little wine TV show way back before people were doing this. You personally saw an opportunity there and where did that come from and why did you do it? Blogging was a devastating thing for me. I saw the internet happen, search, website, I'm doing my thing. 
And now 2002, 2003, 2004, this blogging thing is taking over mm-hmm. and I'm not good at writing. Mm-hmm. And I'm seeing this happen mm-hmm. and I'm like, God darn it. Like You're missing out. I'm missing out. Yeah. These people are gaining the number one asset that I care about in the world, mm-hmm. attention for their businesses, for their practices. And then all of a sudden, Eric Castor, my lead developer at Wine Library says to me, have you seen, you know, three years earlier I said, what if I make a wine video and put it on the website? Can I do that? And he ran the numbers and this is early internet. Right. The server costs were enormous. He's like, if 100 people come to the site it's gonna cost this much, I said, forget it. Right. So three years later when he saw YouTube very early on, because he was very teched out and knew when new things were happening, he said, did you see this? And he goes, that video thing you wanted to do, you can put on this, you can embed the video, put it on our site, and you don't have to pay anything. They're hosting it. That was it. I said, like literally immediately, let's go film on this. This is going to be an integral part of the way people buy wine and, and everything in the world. And we feel- What made me do that? I know that video killed the radio star. Mm-hmm. You know, It video, worked. It works. Video works. The business went from a four to a $60 million business. That's incredible. After you had that enormous success with your family's liquor store, how did you get from that success to then realizing I could do this in other arenas, I could really be an entrepreneur, a serial entrepreneur, and a businessman? I built my parents' business for them. So you built it, but you didn't own it. Listen, my dad started and built it, but I accelerated it dramatically had this big accomplishment and kind of had to start over financially, um, which was grounded in my love for my parents and my own humility. I was okay being 34, not having the amount of money in my bank account that I deserved based on my 12 years of work, which is, you can imagine why I have so much passion telling kids be patient. Yes. You know, my dad has a funny trait where he was very competitive with me. Like we would debate who was a better businessman. Mm. And people would, and in the liquor business, in the wine business, people would razz my dad. You should compete with your son. You should want him to be better. Mm. And I remember sitting in the seat in this conversation, in a, in a restaurant like this, mm-hmm. and actually understanding my dad. Yeah. I wouldn't agree with the person. I wouldn't right. be like, yeah. Right. I actually would stay quiet mm-hmm. because I'm like, I get him because I'm gonna compete with my kids too. Like, I just get it. Yeah. And so I actually always really admired my dad's competitiveness. We'll have more on this conversation in just a minute. But first, thank you to our sponsor. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. 
Sources. To Dine For the podcast is brought to you by American National, offering a broad suite of insurance solutions to protect what matters most to you. There's a funny thing about most insurance commercials, whether they feature lizards or birds or funny cartoon characters. It seems like they want you to think about anything but insurance. American National, on the other hand, has real local agents who get to know you so they can help you reach better decisions about your insurance to make sure you're protecting what matters most to you. American National agents are part of your community. They're your neighbors. So whether it's solutions for your home, your small business, your farm, or your life, you can count on your local American National agent to make sure you get the discounts you deserve and the protection you need without paying for extras you don't. With American National, you get an ally, not just a web page. For a description of the American National companies, the products they write in the states in which they're licensed, visit AmericanNational.com dine. I live in Chicago, and right about now, the leaves are falling and so are the temperatures. This makes me want to grab a glass of red, find a fire pit, and a cozy sweater. If you are looking for a wine recommendation, may I suggest the 2018 Hannah Cabernet from Sonoma County. If you prefer white wine, the 2021 Hannah Chardonnay is a great option. This female-led winery offers absolutely delicious options for your fall table. Great pairing with more savory dishes or to share a bottle with friends. Hannah Winery brings the rich and unique terroir of Sonoma County right to your home in every glass. Cheers, everyone. Now back to our conversation. In 2011, Gary left the family business and went out on his own working out of a conference room in his friend's office to build VaynerMedia, a modern-day, full-service ad agency for social and digital platforms. Today, that company makes over $100 million annually and employs 1,000 people worldwide. Along the way, he trusted his gut and made early bets on tech companies, such as Facebook, Twitter, Tumblr, Venmo, Snapchat, and Uber. Everybody told me YouTube was stupid. Everybody told me not to put all my money into Facebook. Every good thing that has ever happened to me, everybody told me was stupid. And then he launched VaynerX, a media holding company with arms in production and talent management. Most recently, he co-founded Resi, an online reservation service for restaurants. Then he created Empathy Wines, which sold to Constellation Brands, a torrid run that has cemented his status as a serial entrepreneur. When people are like, Gary, don't you get burnt out or are you ever anxious? I'm like, no, it's a game. Yeah. I have an incredible relationship with work. I don't value my notoriety. Mm-hmm. I don't even value the money that's associated with it. Mm-hmm. I value that I'm lucky enough to play it. The luck of the DNA draw mm-hmm. and the luck of which parents I was given mm-hmm. and the luck of being in America at that time and the luck of the internet coming along at that. You know, there's a, you know, I think people that work hard and really do things struggle with the word luck. I do. Like, forget, like, I wanna fight you if you say I'm lucky. Yeah, because you've worked so hard. Very few people would use the word luck. But I was born in communist Soviet Union. Five years before I was born, 16 people tried to hijack a plane and go from the Soviet Union to Sweden there was an international event that put pressure on the Russian premier Brezhnev who then decided to change the immigration policy and actually let some people out and I was one of those so people. So there's your luck. There's that tension between people who are really competitive and at the top of their game. It's that moment where 
you can let that will to win and that competitiveness just eclipse your humanity or your care of others. And, and everyone has to make that decision, right? And I feel like one of the things that you love to talk about is kindness and empathy. And it's not something you hear or see businessmen talk about very often. Why do you do it? I do it because it's my truth. My mom is the best and so much of everything, I give her so much credit. I'm such a byproduct of her parenting. She was strict, strict about things that I pride myself in today. She was very passionate around kindness and she always celebrated good behavior which was very powerful. The affirmation of opening the door for a lady or being nice and empathetic to a friend who, like little stuff, like my friend would trip and get hurt and we were all playing and I'd come over and be like, are you okay? Yeah. She would observe it and say that was good. You know, like she would, reward she would reward compassion, empathy and things that come natural to me today. And so one of the reasons I think I've evolved in business to a place of kindness and compassion is it is not winner take all. I think people live in scarcity. I think people live in other people are taking away from them. I just don't believe that. And that's how you see the world. That is your POV. That it's not worth it if you're going to win at all costs. It's, all, it's only worth it if you can win but also do it in a spirit of kindness. I believe very deeply that it is not how much money you make, it's how you make it. I believe in that very deeply. And I live my life that way. I think empathy is the, it's why I named my wine that. I think it is the most important word in business. I really do. Because when you have it for the consumer, you'll always bring them the most value. When they have it for your partners, you'll always have good relationships. When you have it for your employees, doesn't mean you don't lose your way, doesn't mean sometimes you're confused, doesn't mean sometimes you don't see it. But the intent of empathy is a religion that I would like to see grow immensely in business. In addition to running his media empire, Gary pays it forward, publishing an enormous amount of content to reach millions of followers on social media through his platforms Ask Gary V, Tea with Gary V, and the Gary V Video Experience, providing advice, mentoring, and answering questions for an upcoming generation of entrepreneurs. You have such a heart for young people who are struggling and having a hard time finding their way. You can't let your self-esteem or self-worth be wrapped up into metrics on YouTube because it's one tiny proxy in the reality of what you're up to. You understand? Thank you. You're welcome. I guess I'm just curious as to where that came from because that's not related to your resi business, that's not related to Empathy Wines, but that is really one of your calling cards on social media is a deep, care for young people who are trying to figure their way in the world. I'm incredibly connected to them. You know, I have this incredible relationship with the youth. I like them. I like them. And I want them to be happy and they can do so much. You know, it's funny, there's a level of selfishness in my selflessness. I, I wonder to myself, who's the best entrepreneur? Who? And what defines her or him? Is it how much money they make? I think I had never had a relationship with money the way a lot of entrepreneurs do. I don't love it. I don't. You never had it. I never had it. I don't really want stuff. 
it just, you know, you do talk a lot about how money doesn't bring happiness. It doesn't. And that, you know, you, you have to define success for yourself. I write checks plenty, but the time and effort I put into actually bringing people value that might change things, mm-hmm. that takes a lot of energy and time mm-hmm. and money. And then number two, I do want to be back to winning and competition. I, I'd like to be one of the most significant entrepreneurs of all time. Why not? Why not? Put it out there. Yeah, why not? I, I laugh when I say that and sometimes people are like, oh, I'm like, why? why? Why not try to be the best person of all time? Why not try to be the best in your craft? Why not? And, and I, the way I define that is, yes, I do believe I'll have to achieve a certain level of, of wealth creation to even be in the conversation. But I'd like to think in 45 years that the conversation will look something like, yeah, you know, Bezos did make more money, right? But Gary gave the most back to all the other entrepreneurs. Impact and contribution. Yeah. As people recreate themselves out of this pandemic and restore what they had and redefine it and recreate it, what advice would you have not only for businesses but for individuals as they reimagine their world? That self-awareness and patience are the ingredients to put you in a position to succeed. How much time have you spent actually being honest with yourself about you? Not trying to trick people around you. And, And how much humility and patience do you have to put yourself in a position to succeed? Do you have the humility to quit your job and do something else that you like more even though you know that that means you have to trade in your leased BMW and get a lesser car? I believe that most people's unhappiness is grounded in the fact that they care about other people's opinions about them. More than they do what that would actually make them happy. Correct. Which really drives me to a very unhappy place because usually it's trying to impress people you don't even like. Correct. How sad is that? It, it's sad to me. Yeah. And so I want to create an alternative conversation. Another conversation he's trying to change is in hospitality. When you look at your work with Wine Library and your dad's liquor store and then Resi and then Empathy Wines, the common theme is the hospitality business. And tell me a little bit about that new venture and kind of how you see hospitality moving forward. Started a group called the BCR Group Mm -hmm. with David Rodelitz and Josh Capon and and our fourth partner, Connor. This is phenomenal, this burger. Yeah, this this place, I'm telling you, this is now. It's really, really good. Uni on top of Tartar, are you kidding me? Yeah. Um, BCR Group, we. So this is new venture? This is brand new. I mean, the timing of this couldn't be better. We just announced it. What is VCR? We will be a restaurant hospitality group. Mm -hmm. We will open up restaurants, but we're going to be remarkably innovative. Mm -hmm. Uh, We may start concepts on delivery only before we open a, uh, a place. We may start a concept that's only on the third floor of buildings in Manhattan. Mm. We may, uh, I was telling the guys, I was like, let's start a restaurant where ice cream is the first thing <laughs> that is served. You sit down, you have How to have ice cream, then you eat like. New innovative things you haven't seen or done. Correct. So it's been really fun. Mm-hmm. That's why I signed up. Right. A lifelong diehard Jets fan. There is one big dream he will always be chasing. So what your gut feeling, will you own the New York Jets? Yes, which is just bananas. Yeah, You've kind of made that a big audacious goal of yours and you've said it out loud and you talk about it and you're almost bringing it into being. 
and think about how crazy that is. Forget about the ridiculous level of wealth creation I have to do. Here's the punchline. It's back to the way this, conversa- this little piece of the conversation started. The greatest thing that ever happened to me was trying to buy the New York Jets. It's like pulling up to a driveway at a garage sale. It's irrelevant what I buy at that garage sale and whether I buy for $2 and it's worth 80. It's the moment right before that. This is what I dream for everybody who's watching. The ability to understand yourself leads to incredible happiness. Because once you really know yourself, you start to have a compassion for yourself of the things you aren't and you start really trying to scratch the things you are. I can't tell you how much I enjoyed my time at the White Horse Tavern with Gary V. He is the personification of the American dream, an immigrant who hustled hard and is breathing new life into the term entrepreneur, debunking the myths that have made this word trendy lately. You know, we all learn from our parents, but for Gary and his insanely special work ethic he got from his father, the kindness and empathy his mother showed him daily. Few people try to carry the flag of what their parents taught them more proudly and more distinctly than this guy. And I say this guy because I get the feeling that's how he wants to be thought of. Just a guy who worked really hard and with luck and favor hewed out his own version of the American dream. Gary, this has been wonderful. Thank you so much for joining me. Cheers. Thanks for having me. Thanks for listening to To Dine For The Podcast. For more information on the show, the guests, and the podcast, head to todinefortv.com. You can find us on Instagram at todinefortv and Facebook at todinefor with Kate Sullivan. Thanks to the sponsors of To Dine For The Podcast, American National and Terlato Wine Group. Special thank you to producer and sound editor John Golner. To the loyal followers of this program, cheers, stay hungry, and stay inspired. I'll see you back at the table soon. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.